0: Welcome back to Would you Gaming? Since last we spoke, I've been quite busy working on finishing the title that we're going to be discussing today. And that, of course, is Pikmin 4, a title that released about two, three weeks ago at this point. A title that I've been eagerly anticipating. I want to get into my thoughts on the title, what I think about it. After nearing completion, I'm at least in the post-game on that title. Wanted to go over just the thoughts on that before we begin. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to the channel on YouTube if you've not already. But let's dive right into things. Pikmin is a franchise that first debuted on the Nintendo GameCube, a quirky real-time strategy game where you led the plant-like titular characters around solving puzzles, defeating enemies, and gathering parts to your crash ship. The game had a time limit giving you only 30 in day games to rebuild your ship and escape lest you be trapped forever. The first Pikmin title was quite challenging. I remember playing through on my first attempt reaching the end of my 30th day time limit. Of course, it was over at that point and I got the bad ending. Depending on if you found enough of your parts to get off the planet or if you found more than enough, there were one of three different endings you could get encouraging you to play through multiple times it is a franchise that can be both charming and challenging at least in certain circumstances it can be challenging not always i played a bit of pikmin 2 on the wii but never completed that title though i will remedy that when the physical releases i think that's september when it's going to drop i'm going to pick that up i fond memories of it in its difficult caves that you'd explore an addition that was not in the original title each sequel seemed to add something new to the mix a new pikmin type a new type of enemy Some quality of life improvements, less than a week before Pikmin 4 rolled out, my daughter and I rolled credits on Pikmin 3 Deluxe, a Wii U game that was repackaged as a complete edition with extra bells and whistles re-releasing on the Nintendo Switch, as Nintendo has done with many of their titles that released on the Wii U, and that would be due to the Wii U not selling so well. And the title was a fantastic experience. You could play through the entire main story and co-op with another player, scurrying about with your own squad of Pikmin working together to solve puzzles at times or overcoming foes. Or you go off in separate directions to do your own things to try to accomplish more. We played the title in anticipation for the release of a sequel Pikmin 4, and I was sure we'd love to play together in a co-op in co-op and I could not wait. Fast forward to the release date and us finally popping the game in and i quickly discovered that i did not pay close enough attention i didn't do my research on pikmin 4 the robust co-op experience from pikmin 3 deluxe was noticeably absent replaced by a rock slinging assistant that left my daughter and i less than thrilled why nintendo would take split three and co-op a feature that made the title fantastic to play with somebody else is beyond me You even have a dog companion in Pikmin 4 that another player could control, though that is not what I wanted either, but Nintendo did not even go that route. We were both very disappointed in the co-op on offer with this latest entry, but alas, what are you going to do? We can only hope that Nintendo releases a better co-op experience via an update, and we don't have to wait for Pikmin 4 Deluxe on the Switch 2 to play that experience the way it was intended. Now, having done a bit of research after the fact, I will give the co-op its a due as you are able to throw other usable items as you earn more points slinging rocks, making it less dreadful than I initially indicated. I still would rather have two teams of Pikmin running around, but this is the direction Nintendo chose to go in. Despite my initial disdain for the title's lack of co-op, there is a lot to be happy about when it comes to Pikmin th- 4. It is overall a vast improvement over its predecessor aside from its lackluster co-op experience. The environments look much more fleshed out and detailed. This was one of the first things that I noticed when I booted up the demo. The closer viewpoint helps me as an old man with not the best eyes to see more of what is going on with the gameplay and the world around you. You also have the companion dog, Ochi which you can ride on. The ability to ride on Ochi and carry Pikmin that are not blue Pikmin across water to areas that would normally be unreachable to those Pikmin is incredibly helpful. The ability to ride Ochi in general is just game-changing because it helps you prevent Pikmin from trailing the party and being vulnerable to an attack. Too many times I've lost Pikmin due to them not being able to keep up. Those days are long gone at Pikmin 4. Another wonderful feature that I use many times was the ability to rewind time, whether that be a couple of minutes or to the start of a sub-level. If you lose too many Pikmin for your comfort in an area and it's a couple of clicks away and incredibly helpful, especially if you don't want to lose any Pikmin and you're trying to have a zero-death run. You will still be doing what you typically would in a Pikmin game, exploring, gathering obscure treasures from Nintendo IPs, planting and harvesting Pikmin as well as rescuing Olimar yet again, you'd think at this point Olimar would have sworn off traveling to another planet. In the first title, he has to escape the planet alone. In the second game, he came back for items to keep the company out of bankruptcy. Yes, but in the third title, fourth, third and fourth title, he's being rescued yet again. Guy has just never learns his lesson. It seems. Along with gathering treasures, you'll need to gather raw materials in order to either upgrade your suit purchasing consumable items, or to use for building bridges or other structures that will help you reach areas that are otherwise inaccessible. Ochi the dog who assists you throughout your journey, either by ferrying you across waters once he learns to swim, or simply helping your Pikmin carry heavier items back to ship. Back to your ship is a wonderful addition. While you could control other crewmates in previous Pikmin titles, none have the utility that Ochi offers. He can be directly controlled, giving you the ability to split up your party into two if necessary, and there will be times when when your character can make it through an area and Ochi cannot thus he has to wait there or find another way around as you explore and rescue castaways. You will earn skill points per a skill point per rescue. you can use those to improve ochi's abilities. he can dig faster, swim faster, hit harder when attacking, carry more weight. And so much more, the abilities range and cost from 1 to 3 skill points per upgrade, encouraging you to go out and rescue all the castaways you can. Once you've trained Ochi up, he can perform basic tasks as well simply by ordering him to do so. Something I really like was you can give him orders to round up your stray Pikmin, so if you're getting close to the end of the day and you need those Pikmin, you don't want to lose any, you can send him out there. There are a bunch of consumable items as well, which are unlocked by collecting enough Sparklium or reaching certain milestones in-game. These range from mines that can be used to do damage to enemies when they get close enough to an emergency kit, which automatically revives you once you reach 0 X HP. Even the Bomb Rock, an item we typically use Yellow Pikmin to carry around to blow up a wall, is now a consumable item. It's nice to see the bombs as items you can toss out instead of needing to locate them in the overworld, use the specific Pikmin and get them to the location they need to get to. Pikmin still carry them to wall to Detonam, and it just makes more sense and makes it overall a better experience and this is a step in the right direction for the series I feel. Along the way you'll get a number of side missions giving you more to do as you explore and find all the treasures in every area. These side missions that are given by the castaways that you find in various caves they range from blooming Pikmin to getting 100% in an area. These typically reward you with a unique item or raw materials. Uh, There are a large number of these to take on over the course of the game, and the materials in particular are quite helpful so that you can make sure that you can upgrade every part of your suit. The tasks are usually things that you would do over the course of playing anyway. Raising the number of pigment on the field, exploring, or just blooming pigment. So it's not necessarily like you're going out of your way to accomplish these things. When you start out Pikmin 4, many of the things you've come to take for granted in previous Pikmin titles are locked behind upgrades at the lab. You don't unlock the lab until you get the particular NPC who runs the lab, but it's pretty early on. The go there ability and charge were the first items that I noticed were absent, but they were easy enough to unlock for a couple hundred materials. Some of the other upgrades are heat-resistant, shock-resistant, frost-resistant, better health and defense, a survey drone, an upgraded whistle, and faster movement speed. You use the same raw materials you use to build bridges to access unreachable areas, but I never ran into a problem of not having enough materials to build a bridge because I got too many upgrades, other than the very early game. If you kill an enemy, they may drop one or two, and large piles are spread out across different areas that you're tasked with exploring this has to be one of my favorite additions to this title giving me a skill tree of sorts and the ability to upgrade the character as well as ochi's upgrades as well it gives you the feel of becoming more powerful to the point that you just become op and just overall getting better equipment to take on the challenges around you even Ochi can become quite a beast at the toward the end game. I found times when I would just take control of Ochi to go take on bosses because it was easier than losing Pikmin. And Ochi is just a tank like that. Even you can upgrade his healing so that he heals a lot quicker. So it just it's incentivized. It may take you longer to take on a boss, but you're not going to lose any Pikmin. So the trade off is well worth it in my opinion. I have seen people online say that Pikmin 3 Deluxe was much shorter. Clocking in at around the 10 hour mark and Pikmin 4 far surpasses that with 30 hours or more to get it through everything. The game is bursting at the seams with content. Much of it is new on the new to the franchise making it a fresh fun experience for players both old and new. I'm in the post game currently struggling to get this out and finish the game as we speak. And have nothing but good things to say about the title. I am I'm very close to the end. I think I'm on the final area. I have several light missions to do. There's a lot to do in this. I haven't got gold in all the Dandori battles. It's just too much. I'll, I'll probably will 100% this unlike Tears of the Kingdom because it is very achievable whereas Tears of the Kingdom is like I could put in 2k hours and I don't feel that I'm ever going to finish that. So I, I will 100% Pikmin 4 but Tears of the Kingdom, not so much and that's exactly why. Speaking of the Dandori battles, they are timed missions that see you collecting treasures and attempt to have more points than your adversary at the end. It took me a while to figure this out it, wants you, it ranges the medal that you get on this based on how many more points that you have than your opponent's. So 10 points more than your opponent, you might get a bronze. 20 more, it might be a silver, 100 points, it might be a silver or platinum. That's how that works out. It is pivotal during these challenges and battles that you split up your Pikmin that they are all working on a task and not standing around idly during these challenges. What I did a lot of times is I would send about 10 of my Pikmin To get a pile of gold or materials that were available and have the rest of them roaming around trying to do other stuff. Either building up the army's numbers or taking on enemies to collect those things. At times there will even be a bonus on the items that you get incentivized to go after. It will give you more points, two times points to collect say a strawberry or something. So you might see yourself changing up tactics mid battle. There are a couple of different difficulties with the most difficult ones taking me several attempts to finish with a higher rank. Once you finish these battles on the overworld in the areas you're exploring, you can visit a very specific NPC at the hub area and replay these Dandori battles, seeking out those better scores as I stated before. You can earn bronze, silver, gold, and platinum, meaning that completion is tied to these. These are incredibly addicting and one of my favorite new additions to the title. White Pikmin were noticeably missing from Pikmin 3 Deluxe, and make a return in Pikmin 4 if I remember correctly. I don't remember white Pikmin being there. Along with them, all the other previous Pikmin are back. Red, blue, yellow, rock Pikmin, white, and the new ice type, and glow Pikmin, making an appearance. Glow Pikmin are only usable at night or in caves. You come across them when you do your first night expedition. They turn into seeds at the end of these expeditions, and you can use them in caves as I mentioned. After every night mission that you a night expedition that you have, every four Pikmin that you have is converted into one glow seed. And I found these incredibly useful. You can charge up the glow Pikmin and send them as like a ball of energy at an enemy, they stun them momentarily and smack the crap out of it. It's a good advantage to the start of the battle if you want to get some good damage off real quick. The ice Pikmin is probably one of my favorites, it's probably my new favorite with the ability to freeze enemies, being the main reason. Or if an enemy happens to be in water and you send the appropriate number of ice Pikmin into the water, it freezes the water and the enemy until the Pikmin are recalled. You can make a difficult boss quite easy with these. I remember an enemy kept killing my blue Pikmin. So I would toss a couple of ice Pikmin on the enemy until it was about to be till it froze, and then it fell and shattered. And you could do that and rinse and repeat with like the flying enemies. It made them incredibly easy. In past Pikmin games, you would see a handful of fellow Explorers with the previous titles boasting the most, having about 4 or 5 Explorers that you had on your team, controlling about 3 of those. In Pikmin 4, there are a ton of people out here. There are over 43 castaways, as well as your number of research and rescue corps people. I have no idea why everybody wanted to take a trip to such a treacherous planet, but there were a ton of people out there. It was a bit jarring to see a group of people standing outside as I returned every evening. As you progress the game, you'll eventually run into creatures called Leaflings, which are other castaways who have been captured and processed through an onion that process leaves all over their bodies, hence the name. You'll eventually rescue Leaflings by beating them in Dandori battles and need to collect medicine during night missions in order to be able to cure them. It's simple enough I had a ton of these guys toward the end. There's a new hub area where you can visit with all the other rescued castaways even grow more Pikmin. This is new for Pikmin as other titles just saw you have a screen in space and you can miss to the next day's mission. It expands as you rescue more and more castaways allowing more space for your community. This is the area where you'll go around and speak to new NPCs to get and turn inside missions that you have completed giving you raw materials for your troubles. It's a good way to build up your army, if nothing else, and prepare for the day missions. Exploring at night is another new addition that is not really exploring so much as it is akin to tower defense minigame. You must gather fragments to bolster your army numbers while also ensuring that enemies don't destroy your base. You'll gather fragments with Glow Pikmin to produce more and more, and then unlock midway points that can serve as distractions to monsters, and also give you another place to deposit your fragments that might be closer than the home base. You can set Ochi to guard the base while you take off to grow your Pikmin numbers. Later in the game, you'll find Olimar. You'll be forced to do at least one of these to get medicine to cure his leafling issue. Similarly, you'll be tasked with curing all castaways who have become leaflings adding just another thing to do and more content to this title. Once you roll credits and continue the game, you're able to explore more areas and are tasked with finding all castaways and given their total number. I was missing 16 and had about 9 leaflings lit yet to cure. The game is not short on content in any way. There are countless treasure to find, Dondori battles to take on, and perfect, some of which are incredibly challenging. There are also the side missions that you can complete which they a lot of those seem to reset just giving you a way to infinitely earn raw materials and you earn about a 30 a pop there so you'll have to bloom 300 pikmin or uh pluck 300 pikmin something like that and it'll give you 30 more it's just easy way to get those materials there was even a mission where you could play out what happened to olimar similar to what you could do in pikmin 3 deluxe the game is just full of to the seams with content and despite going into the title determined to dislike it due to the state of co-op the entire reason i purchased the title i found much to be happy about pikmin 4 is hands down my favorite solo pikmin experience and does wonders to flesh out the franchise i am sure nintendo will keep tweaking the formula and add on to the next title in the series and that is what excites me the most i cannot wait to see what nintendo does next or what we'll see in the next updates that might come for this. Even if that means I don't get an update that gives me that co-op that I'm looking for. The idea of a Pikmin 4 Deluxe does excite me in the future. And makes me happy to be a fan of the franchise. And I, if they kept all of what we have here. And you add co-op that would just be stunning. A cherry on the top. And I'm, I would probably buy that for 60 bucks. Anyways, I wanted to get my thoughts on this title while I was fresh. I still have a bit to go in and I haven't gone back to it yet. Got a little bit go towards the end of the end content. I think about maybe 30% done on the last area I have to explore. I'm on the largest cavern I've ever been in. and It's about 20 floors. It is quite difficult. Going to polish that off at some point probably over the course of this week. I'm off on Thursday. Probably pop that out if I can at that point. I have a Pokemon Presents that just came out couple minutes ago, I don't know if I'm going to discuss that or not because it's probably pretty lackluster and it's not going to give us a lot to talk about. Anyways, let me know what you guys thought about this. Are you picking up Pikmin 4? Is it not something that's on your radar? It's a a cutesy game, yes, but it can have its challenges. It's a lot of fun. If nothing else, wait for a sale when Nintendo discounts it in 10 years because you know that ain't happening. Anyways, peace.